Welcome to the VTalk podcast, a podcast show about random topics. I am your host Pranav Joshi. All right. Greetings everyone. This is Atharva Unhari from the VTalk podcast and today we are very glad to have with us Ms. Tahira who is a psychological counselor and today we are going to talk about mental health. Another question uh, I think it is very important right now because since uh, the pandemic in, uh, induced lockdowns have started people have reported to face more anxiety than they used to before the lockdown. So I would like to ask you why do we face anxiety why do we get anxious when we are faced with something very overwhelming right so anxiety is essentially you know a lot of fearful thoughts that have accumulated right so it's kind of like uh, if you imagine a balloon and you keep blowing into it and you let's suppose you're blowing into it a lot of negative thoughts Mm-hmm. Uh, and fearful thoughts the balloon keeps growing 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 at at, at some point it will pop right that's right. when you have an anxiety attack or a panic attack um and so when a negative thought or a fearful thought has been kind of been churning and uh, there's a lot of that um, you know rumination around those fears then it's likely to create that really that sense of anxiety and anxiety manifests itself in different ways um some people might feel like their heart has started racing or they feel out okay. of breath or they feel a stingling in their in their fingers or it could be uh, an sense of doom so a lot of uh, there a lot of people experience anxiety in different ways and so the first step is to kind of trace back and see well what are the fearful thoughts and what are the negative thoughts that are coming in that's creating this feeling Mm-hmm. and a lot of the times the negative thoughts and the fearful thoughts can be rational and can be irrational as well right so let's say you know you were in a forest or a jungle mm-hmm. and there's a tiger that popped out and immediately your body responds to it either it wants to run or fight or freeze or whatever the response is in that moment mm-hmm. uh that fearful thought is a rational one because it's 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 there to sort of protect you right and those that physiological functioning is still very much a part of our uh, our as makeup our setup as well um but a lot of the times fears can be irrational as well right and so uh, it could be what if i uh, what if people laugh at me if i do this presentation or what if i uh, the teacher um doesn't like what i come up with so a lot of like these very anxiety provoking thoughts right now of course some of them can be rational as well mm-hmm. and so you kind of want to look into what that fear is telling you is there something you can do about it if there isn't is that something you can release um and that uh you know asking yourself what you're feeling identifying that emotion is a first step you know it could be i'm feeling fearful or i'm feeling sad or i'm feeling agitated and observe the feeling that, like a third person is observing the feeling and mm-hmm. then go into why you're feeling that way okay. uh, and if you're able to make the distinction between whether that fearful thought is rational or irrational then it, it's a first step in releasing that but apart from that there are a lot of these great grounding techniques uh, mm-hmm. and mindfulness uh, which is anxiety is basically you going into the worst case scenario in the future right that uh, this bad thing is going to happen right and so right. bringing your thoughts back into the present moment 
by engaging your senses in the moment, maybe asking yourself what you're seeing, what you're tasting, what you're smelling, what you're touching, uh, maybe focusing on your breath can help send that message to your mind to say, okay, I'm safe right now and it's okay. I don't have to feel fear. I don't have to feel anxiousness. Sometimes walking barefoot on the ground. Um, you know, there are a lot of, lot of different techniques to kind of bring yourself, center yourself back into the moment. So right. you can work on, work on it at a behavioral level through these actions. Also work on it from an emotional standpoint by asking yourself why you're feeling that way. And you can also work on it from the point of view of thoughts, which is what is the what is the fearful thought that, uh, you know, this so-and-so thing might not work, or work out or so-and-so person might not like me. And asking yourself, what is the likelihood of that happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it a 10%? Is it a 50%? Is it... And then soothing yourself by by reframing or by looking at the situation differently. And right. these are all different things that we work out in, in therapy, but you know, of course, a, a broad overview of some of those techniques. Uh, but the idea is that you know, anxiety is because of a culmination of a lot of fearful thoughts. It could also be because of experiences growing up or in, in the recent past, if you face something that was very upsetting uh, or traumatic, then it's easy to feel on edge as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to see those emotional messengers saying that, you know, watch out, this, some, this is something to, to keep an eye on. And that right. extra vigilance is what creates that anxiety. Figuring out a way to soothe yourself, soothe the mind, soothe the body can help deal with that anxiety. And, and there, like I said, there are a lot of ways to do that. Thank you so much. Um... And now the next question, uh, and it talks about how do you deal with self-esteem issues or the low self-esteem? How do you address that? Right. So again, you know, self-esteem is, is also a, a big one, especially uh, you know, in an adolescent population where a lot of people are still figuring out their identity. Um, you know, you're kind of growing out of your childhood into your adulthood. Uh, figuring out who you are, how to function within certain social situations. And so uh, self-esteem building is is an ongoing process and there are definitely a lot of ways to also support that as well. One is, uh, you know, and this is something we talk about often, which is self-compassion. You know, being kind to yourself is the first step where we can be our own biggest critic uh, and we can, uh, you know, it's important to understand what the thoughts are in your own mind. What is the self-talk in the mind? Imagine there's a person in your mind talking, saying, you know, you're not good enough or you can't do this job or you're not, you're going to fail at this. Now imagine if that voice is constantly running. It's of course going to impact self-esteem. It's going to create self-doubt. It's going to create low self-confidence. And so catching that thought, right? Those thoughts, what is that internal dialogue is the first step in, in building self-esteem. And what is the nature of that self-talk? Is it very critical? And if it is critical, then you know, looking into why that is, like, it's likely that you wouldn't talk to a friend that way, right? Or if you had a friend who was talking to you that way, you likely not hang out with that person, right? So right. Uh, we're, we're very quick to offer compassion to other people 
um but we but our own thoughts can be extremely critical and so the first step is to uh, be kind to yourself catch that thought and then soothe yourself by letting yourself know you know maybe replacing i won't say replacing but introducing a different gently introducing a different thought which is hey i'm doing the best i can or um i'm going to take it a day at a time you know I've, i i'm trying my best i i've made mistakes but i learn from it uh, and that's also important to remember that you know we are human and seeing uh you know a setback as a, and a failure as an opportunity to learn rather than using that situation to grossly generalize how you feel about yourself is is also important you know people tend to see a failure as okay i'm a terrible person because of this and uh so it's important to kind of not generalize and know that uh you have good good qualities as well you have your own strengths as well um and that's another thing as well when it comes to building self esteem is focusing on strengths right there's always this saying that uh, that if a fish was judged by its ability to fly um and if a bird was judged by its ability to swim right. it's like they're likely to really not like themselves right and so it, it's very easy for people to focus on their weaknesses or um and not on their strengths and so the first step in building healthy self esteem is identifying the things you're good at and everybody is good at at least one thing uh, i i never whenever a person tells me that okay i'm not sure what i'm good at i would always challenge that because everyone has one good quality whether it's uh being a good friend or being a great painter or uh like you know enjoying reading or it can be anything but the idea is to identify what that is and and explore what what other strengths and characteristics you feel good about as well and cultivating those right find out opportunities that help you showcase those build those i always say you know success comes when you master your strengths and you enjoy what you're doing and you're doing it long enough um and so shifting that focus on on those core qualities is is another is one way to build self esteem um and also you know um kind of being okay at from time to time uh being comfortable with being out of that comfort zone in a way and you know right. in the sense that if say suppose uh, a person is uh, you know afraid of doing a presentation let's suppose so a person is uh, a student has to go up in front of class and and uh, read something out and then all the self talk is i'm going to fail at this people are going to laugh at me um and again the worst case scenario pops into the mind right but but when a lot of times when you see that when you actually do it and worst case scenario doesn't happen i mean it's okay to prepare or to be alert and uh, to regulate yourself in those settings mm-hmm. um so that a little bit of fear what we call a little bit of you stress which is healthy stress helps regulate just helps helps you regulate in those situations but a lot of the times you will find that in those situations worst case scenario doesn't happen and that uh, that again helps you realize that uh, you can do it and that you have 
the qualities and you have the capabilities of managing certain situations and that also helps build confidence um so yeah so those are some of the ways to build self esteem i mean there are many others as well there are different activities and uh, but also just seeing you know that all the all your experiences the good and the not so good are all contributing to who you are who you are and how you're growing and it's okay to embrace that entire range um you know another thing that i i tend to say in in therapy as well is that you know it's okay uh to to be a work in progress but at the same time you're also completely perfect as you are in this moment which are two contradicting things mm-hmm. but the idea is that you're evolving you're perfect as you are now but you're also evolving it's okay to take these experiences as learning and growing right right perfect and um i think the next question which we are going to talk about is really important in this day and age because this generation is turning to social media to seek validation and it is not very healthy to seek validation from an online platform or from anyone else for that matter so how does one not seek external validation how to go about that journey yeah. right i mean look i mean it's again human nature is to seek validation and even to the earlier question of loneliness it's it's in our nature to seek out people mm-hmm. and uh, we all social beings and we need that connect and that's completely fine uh, it's okay to to want to have uh, to to want to be acknowledged and appreciated but I, the the problem might come in when the want becomes a need or it becomes a dependency and knowing the di- distinction between the two is important um so you know seeking external validation plays out in many different ways could be uh you know wanting a, a certain kind of job or a car or a house or a certain set of friends and all of these things are things that are external to you to make you feel better about yourself and you know there's again another saying that when you rejected yourself then it's likely that you will seek something outside of you to fill that void uh, or to compensate and so again it's important to can go back into that self work and introspection and and understand where the need for validation is coming from uh, what is it that why is it that you're seeking that what is it that you're looking to fulfill and how can you fulfill some of the needs on your own again i'm not saying it's not wrong to want to have all these things you know it's it's okay to have desires and goals and dreams and um you know use uh your your desire to uh prove yourself can be used as as fuel in a lot of these situations uh and it's okay to want to have uh, these goals in place in by by no means do we say don't don't want them or don't feel the desire for them uh you know you're allowed to live an abundant life or uh, that is your right as a person uh but the idea of behind this is to again not use it as a way to compensate for how you're feeling so if you're not feeling good uh about yourself and you don't have the best relationship with yourself then then seeking external validation is a is bandaid work and you'll always be dependent on that which will be very disempowering because you may get it sometimes you may not get it sometimes and so 
learning mm-hmm. how to validate yourself is the first step and okay. you know when it comes to seeking validation as well uh, it's also important to kind of go within and and uh, again i mean introspect as to how do i feel better about myself um and and also then uh, focus on the things that you enjoy again and i i i come back to this point one more time because you want to do it for the game not the trophy and what i mean by that is that when you're you know going out in life and you're working hard you're doing it because you enjoy it you're enjoying the process mm-hmm. if you get all the external validation great bonus but if you don't you're still it's still a win-win situation because you're enjoying the process mm-hmm. um and so that's that the healthy place to come uh, again it's not wrong to want these things is just you kind of have to kind of identify where that's coming from a little bit can always fuel you and you can use that to fuel you to work hard uh, yeah. but again you want to derive that satisfaction internally where no matter what's happening around you or no matter how people are perceiving you you're comfortable in your own skin you're comfortable with who you are and that's a journey of course it's easier said yeah. than done but it it's a process that can be explored and now this brings us to the last question how has the pandemic affected mental health right so you know um again like i said mental health has been an important topic for a long time but more so now uh, given the circumstances that have come up as a result of the pandemic and of course there are a lot of uh, challenging uh, situations that have come up as a result of it you know there's a, there's isolation there's being away from people your regular routine has been disrupted um you know your uh, usual recreation like going to the movies or going out um have been extremely regulated or curbed altogether uh, and so that also means that your old coping may not be something that's available to you right uh, whether that's going out or um meeting people and so that can also pose a lot of challenges uh, even for people who are at home uh, you know depending on the dynamics at home whether it's it's uh, peaceful or not peaceful that also brings up a different set of uh, experiences as well uh, even in terms of college and school you know students are used to being in a classroom setup raising their hand uh, you know meeting their peers and so you know not having kind of making adjustments to online learning has been uh, something that the entire global community has been figuring out um, you know with that being said there's a lot of uh, other things that have come up as a result of this experience as well um which is again you know it, it because those old copings are not there it pushes the person to go within and introspect and um, figure out what are the things they're feeling and thinking Uh, in in terms of family dynamics also figuring out how to uh, nurture those relationships and if they're not the most healthiest then how do we work around the triggers and work around uh, setting up something more peaceful so all these questions come into people's minds and you know sometimes it's within that adversity and within those challenges where the most growth takes place and a lot of very important skills are being developed like resilience patience um you know and and also gratitude you know we're all uh, confronted with our, our mortality and you know so 
also you know being grateful for things that one had also prior to lockdown as well uh, you know so there's a lot of great learning that's coming up as well uh, in terms of also shared experiences you know we are it doesn't matter what age you are uh, your race your ethnicity your nationality everyone at this point uh, on the planet is is experiencing this shared uh ex- shared experience you know this this common um challenge and, and so it can be a great bind- can be a great binding force as well and uh you know bring people together and you know i'm sure that post this period um once we once we able to reflect back uh, we'll see that there's a lot of growth a lot of learning a lot of introspection a lot of uh working through things towards making thing making our uh, experiences better right. and so um you know it's just about uh, wear a mask socially distance um and, and and remain safe but of course focus on emotional health as well right take this time to really get to know who you are uh, what are the things that make you what are the things that uh, you're passionate about what are things you want to cultivate and even if you're not able to do any of those things um by what you have this experience you are growing uh, as you know by default as well so trust in the process and um, and uh, you know take it as it comes uh thank you so much ma'am for being with us and engaging with us we really appreciate you taking the time and talking to us and that brings us to an end or uh, to the podcast thank you so much uh so thanks for listening to the vtalks podcast with your host pranav joshi we hope you enjoyed our episode uh please do share this episode with your friends don't forget to follow us on instagram at the rate the vtalks podcast that's all for this episode folks see you next time